eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jake runs. The pitch to Soto. Hit in the air. Deep to right field. Forget it. A no-doubter into the second deck for Juan Soto. Another home run at Yankee Stadium for Soto. It's a two-run shot. And the Padres take a 2-0 lead. The superstars lead the way as the Padres get a 5-1 win over the New York Yankees at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. Sam Levitt with you on our postgame coverage from inside our Padres Radio Network studios. Great to have you with us on this Friday evening as the Padres begin Memorial Day weekend on a high note. The stars leading the way, Fernando Tatis Jr., a two-home run in the sixth inning, a two-run home run, I should say, in the sixth inning, and then in the fifth inning before that, Juan Soto, a two-run home run to give the Padres a 2-0 lead. Fernando doubling the lead with a two-run shot in the sixth inning. Joe Musgrove, absolutely terrific in this ball game here tonight. Six and a third, brilliant innings. One earned run given up. Six hits allowed. Walk nobody, struck out six. And the Padres... Don't look now, like Jesse Agler said at the end of the broadcast, they've won four of five and they get a very, very nice, a very clean win. And really, like Tony said at the end there, sort of what you would draw up if you were to script a Padres win with the Stars leading the way, home runs for Fernando and Juan Soto, great starting pitching, great bullpen work, and the Padres win this series opener at Yankee Stadium in New York City. A lot to do on our post-game coverage here tonight. We'll have our full radio recap and highlights. We'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin and much, much more to come. Your phone calls, all of our good stuff coming up later, daily awards, and we'll continue to break this one down. Here's what you need to know from this game here tonight. The two hardest hit balls of the game came from Juan Soto, whose home run was 114.1 miles per hour, exit velocity off the bat, and Fernando Tatis Jr., whose home run was clocked at 113.4 miles per hour off the bat. Fernando's went 439 feet to left field. Juan Soto's went 432 feet to right field. The Stars led the way in this game, and finally, the Padres had a win 
again, that you would sort of draw up if you had to draw up the ideal classic Padres win, the way this team should win a lot of ball games this year, the Stars leading the way offensively, great starting pitching from Joe Musgrove, the bullpen doing the job, Josh Hader getting the final three outs, albeit not in a safe situation, and the Padres get a very, very good 5-1 to one win in New York. Like I said, a lot to do on our post-game show. We'll come back with our game recap and radio highlights. We'll go back to Yankee Stadium, hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin, your phone calls and your messages, your tweets, and more. If you want to tweet at us about tonight's game, you can do that by tweeting at us at 97.3 The Fan SD or on my Twitter, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Or you can message me on Instagram. That works as well, at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y. L-E-V. Let me know your thoughts about tonight's game. If you have any comments, any questions, I might just read it on the air, and we can also communicate that way. Much more to get to on our post-game show. Again, the final Padres 5, Yankees 1. We get it rolling on our post-game coverage after this on the Padres Radio Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. The Padres 5 and the Yankees 1 as the Padres improve to 24 and 27. Yankees drop to 30 and 23. The Padres have now won 4 of 5 and they'll go for a third straight win in the Bronx tomorrow. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage from inside our Padres Radio, Radio Network studios here in San Diego. Great to have you with us on this Friday evening. Hope you're happy. Having a fantastic start to your Memorial Day weekend. Should be a lot of fun this weekend in the Bronx. And at least here for one night, uh, the Padres getting a very big win against the New York Yankees. A lot to talk about. A lot to break down. There are so many different aspects to this game that really came together for a Padres win. You can talk about the offense. You can talk about the starting pitching, about the bullpen, about the two-out rallies, about some contributions, really up and down the lineup. But like uh, Tony said towards the end of the broadcast there, this was what you would call a quote-unquote scripted win for the Padres, really how you would draw up a Padres win with home runs, with stars leading the way, with great starting pitching, and the Padres open up this series in the Bronx with a 5-1 to one win. If you missed it, maybe you're just getting in your car on the way home from work, maybe you're sitting in traffic, maybe you're on the way to your Friday evening dinner plans. I don't know, whatever you're doing, if you missed it, let's recap it with our game highlights. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center, servicing all Fords up to F-750s and motorhomes. 
It was a pitcher's duel early on from one guy you'd expect it from, Joe Musgrove, and another in Yankee starter Randy Vasquez, who is making his major league debut. Vasquez pitched four scoreless innings to begin the game. The Padres left at least one base runner on through the first four innings. Meanwhile, Joe Musgrove went 11 up and 11 down to begin the game. He gave up two singles after that. They were both balls to Juan Soto and Xander Bogarts, and they both hit the webbing of their respective gloves. Could have been outs, but instead, they were hits. Musgrove got a fielder's choice to get out of the inning in the fourth. We went to the fifth inning, still scoreless. Vasquez retired the first two batters, but he then hit Jay Cronenworth. Juan Soto dug in. On the 1-0 pitch, Soto fouled the ball off his back leg. He was in pain and took some time to shake it off. He was okay. He stepped back in the batter's box. The count went 3-2. About 5% of the crowd on their feet for a 3-2 pitch with two outs. Jake runs. The pitch to Soto. Hit in the air. Deep to right field. Forget it. A no-doubter into the second deck for Juan Soto. Another home run at Yankee Stadium for Soto. It's a two-run shot. And the Padres take a 2-0 lead. Joe Musgrove pitched a 1-2-3 fifth inning. In the top of the sixth inning, the Padres still leading 2-0, and they got some more two-out magic. Austin Nola drew a two-out walk against Yankees reliever Ron Marinaccio. Fernando Tatis Jr. was next. Runner on first, two outs. Pitch coming, and that's hammered in the air. Deep down the left field line. Oh, no doubter, second deck. Soto went to right. Fernando goes to left and a 4-0 Padre lead in the sixth. The Yankees would scratch across a run in the bottom half against Joe Musgrove. Glaber Torres hit a one-out single. Aaron Judge doubled, sending Torres to third base. Anthony Rizzo drove Torres in with an RBI ground out. It was 4-1. That's all Musgrove allowed in that sixth inning. On to the bottom of the seventh inning. Padres still led 4-1. Musgrove allowed a couple of one-out singles. Bob Melvin then elected to go to Stephen Wilson out of the Padres' bullpen. Wilson struck out Isaiah Kiner-Falefa and got a Pop out from pinch hitter Jake Powers. The inning was over. Wilson pitched the scoreless eighth inning. Great work by Stephen Wilson in this game. Inning and two-thirds scoreless of relief. Padres then got some insurance in the ninth inning, leading 4-1. to one. Juan Soto doubled with two men away, his second hit of the game. Xander Bogarts hit an infield single. Rugned Odor was next. Here's the 0-1 pitch, and Rugnet swings, loops one into shallow right center field. That will get down for a base hit. Soto comes in to score, and the Padres get an add-on run thanks to who else? Rugnet Odor. Another big moment for Rugnet Odor. Padres took a 5-1 lead into the bottom half of the ninth inning. Josh Hader came on. Not a save situation, but he struck out Harrison Bader for out number one. He struck out Willie Calhoun for out number two. Two outs, nobody on. Yankees down to their final out. It was left up to Anthony Volpe. And now one and two on Anthony Volpe. Josh comes set at the belt. He will twist and fire. And a swing and a miss. Got him to go after the slider. And Josh Hader strikes out this side to close out a 5-1 win here in game one of this series at Yankee Stadium. Don't look now. The Padres have won four out of their last five games. And the Padres win their series opener in the Bronx. Again, the final, the Padres 5 and the Yankees 1. 
as the Padres again, like Jesse said, have won four of five. Padres with the win improved to 24 and 27. Yankees with the defeat dropped to 30 and 23. Final totals in this game for San Diego, five runs, nine hits, no errors. And for the Yankees, one run, seven hits, and no errors. Padres went two for six with runners in scoring position. That lone hit with a runner in scoring position that brought in a run was the one by Rugnet Odor in the ninth inning. Yankees went 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position, but the Padres, the bottom line, they got two home runs from the guys you expect them from, Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis Jr. And as we said in the opening segment of our postgame show, there was nothing cheap about the home run. Soto's went uh, 114.1 miles per hour off the bat, 432 feet to right field, and Fernando Tatis Jr., 113.4 miles per hour off the bat of exit velocity, 439 feet to left field, and the Padres get a very, very nice 5-1 to win over the New York Yankees. We'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network. When we come back, we'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Get his reaction from this very nice win for the Padres in the Bronx. Plus, coming up a little bit later, we'll take your phone calls. We already have some phone calls coming in, so you can hang out a while. Get in line. Phone number to call is always 833-288-0973. Phone number again, 833-288-0973. If you want to get involved on social media, you can do that as well by tweeting at me at 973 the fan sd or at sammy lev s-a-m-m-y-l-e-v instagram messages open as well sammy lev there s-a-m-m-y-l-e-v let me know your thoughts about this game and can't wait to talk to you on this friday evening a very good start to memorial day weekend for the san diego padres the final padres five yankees one our postgame show keeps on rolling when we come back on the padres radio network when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, the Padres 5 and the Yankees 1 as the Padres take this series opener at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. Final totals again for San Diego. Five runs, nine hits, no errors. And for the Yankees, one run, seven hits, and no errors. Sam Levitt back with you on our postgame coverage inside our San Diego studios. Great to have you with us on this Friday evening as the Padres improve to three games below 500 at 24 and 27 Yankees dropped to 30 and 23 and the Padres have now won four out of their last five games a couple of two uh, two run home runs in this game from Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis Jr. Rugnet Odor an RBI single in the ninth inning to really put the icing on the cake make it five to one and the other big story in this game it really wasn't just about the offense even though the stars got it done offensively well one of the Padres stars on the mound got it done as well Joe Musgrove six innings and a third one earned run given up six hits allowed 
walked nobody, struck out six on 88 pitches, and then when he comes out of the game in the seventh inning, he left with runners on first and second and one out. Stephen Wilson comes in, gets the final two outs of the seventh inning. Wilson then a scoreless eighth inning, and Josh Hader, not a save situation in the ninth inning, but uh, strikes out the side in the ninth inning to secure this 5-1 to one win. A lot to do in our post-game coverage. We'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin in just a little bit, just a moment actually, so hang on for that. We will get some of your phone calls coming up a little bit later as well. Phone number is always 833-288-0973. Again, the phone number 833-288-0973 if you want to get involved. A really good win for the Padres here tonight, 5-1 to one over the Yankees. Let's go back to the Bronx at Yankee Stadium and hear some post-game reaction from the skipper Bob Melvin. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sinley Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sinley Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard, the Cook's Asian resource. You got the performances from all your big guys tonight. Two hitters, Joe. Can you talk about Joe? Yeah, look, I mean, it was I was tempted to leave him in there. But, you know, you're talking about a ground ball and then a, a top base hit. But, you know, based on, you know, kind of the late start for him and so forth, in 90 pitches, looked like he had to make a tough – he's on the ground again after that last play. But a pitch was great today. Obviously, really good lineup, tough place to pitch with, with the dimensions and so forth. So probably his best game of the year so far. When you get like that from Soto and Tatis, if you can get that – it makes you feel good as a team, you know? I mean, that's that's what these guys do. So, you know, we haven't been great offensively, and, you know, we haven't gotten off to some good starts with some of our big boys. When, but when, you know, you, you get some contributions like that and see how they can change the game so quickly, it, it just gives you more confidence as a team. It looked like you were going to go to Carlton. What made you go with Uh, You know, I, I'm not sure I gave him enough time to get ready. Josh was ready. You know, we want to get the, this first game here. So I think it was you know, kind of in between if, whether or not I gave him enough time. How would you describe the nature of the way Soto is locked in right now at the plate? I've said before, it's kind of the way he lives for the most part. You know, we've, you know, it's amazing how quickly he decides on pitches. I mean, I don't even understand that based on my playing career, that he sees it so early and, and lays off pitches so early that, you know, the, what he does is he lays off tough pitches and he and he hits pitches in the zone really well, and that's what he's doing right now. Do you feel like you may have needed a win, kind of the nature of this one, where your big guys did what they did, and and Joe did what he did? It, it, it felt good, put it that way. I don't know, you know, you need anything at a particular time. A win's a win, but it, it makes you feel that much better. How big was that by Austin? I mean, Brandon had just got picked off. That inning could have been over. Tatis doesn't come up. He yeah. an eight-pitch walk. How big was that by yeah, it was huge. I mean, and all of a sudden it's a two-run homer. Personally, I thought it should have been a three-run homer, but it was a two-run homer. And, um, it, you know, all those things add up, especially the way we've been going about it offensively. You know, you draw the walk, you get a, one of your guys up there, and now all of a sudden you get a crooked number. So that was very impactful in the game. Those are the type of things that kind of get missed. So to say anything when you came out to check on him after that foul ball off his knee? Right it was his toe, I think. It was his knee on the replay. Well, I heard toe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, no, he, 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 we just wanted to give him some time. You know, those, those things sting a little bit. And obviously where he ended up and, you know, taking the time that he did, we wanted to give him a little bit more time. 
obviously uh, Fernando's accustomed to hearing it, but I mean, how much did it seem like he enjoyed going back and forth with the fans, especially after that? He home? look, he knows what he's in store for, and he's embraced it. So no matter where it is, you know, he realizes what he's up against, and you, you do the best you can to have us have a little fun with it. And I think they, there was some pretty good interaction out there between the, the fans and him. What did you make of the nature of the two home runs? I mean, they were pretty. Yeah, I mean, I think in Grish at 109, I think that really didn't I thought it would have traveled a little farther. I, what was Fernando's? Was what, what, like one, 113. 113. And what was Juan's? 114. Those usually get out. <laughs> <laughs> that was Padres manager Bob Melvin from Yankee Stadium following this 5-1 win for the San Diego Padres over the New York Yankees and Bob Melvin touching on a number of different things there. You heard uh, Bob Melvin get asked about Fernando Tatis Jr. having to deal with the fans at Yankee Stadium who uh, appeared to be giving him a hard time in right field, especially early on in the game. Obviously something uh, Fernando knows he's going to get around uh, the country, uh, but uh, certainly in New York, going to hear it from the fans. And you know what? Fernando silenced them with a uh, monumental two-run home run in the sixth inning to make it a 4 to nothing game. And if uh, if you were watching the TV broadcast, and of course we always have uh, the TV broadcast on here in the studio just so we can see what's going on after we hear it on the radio with Jesse and Tony, uh, you could see, and I think Jesse and Tony alluded to it as well, you could see when Fernando went back out to right field in the bottom of the sixth inning after hitting the home run, he was looking at the fans in the right field bleachers and saying, hey, you're not talking now. So he was, uh, as Fernando usually does, having a lot of fun with all that. And uh, he had a Fernando Tatis Jr. El Nino type of moment uh, in New York with that two-run home run in the sixth inning. A lot of good questions there about some some key at-bats, some key plate appearances in this game. You know, credit to Austin Nola right before that Home run by Fernando, had a really good plate appearance, drew a two-out walk, kept that inning going. That was after Brandon Dixon got picked off at first base. So that was, in a in a little way, a, a really important plate appearance in this game. Uh, you talk about all the different contributions the Padres had, and, and certainly, um, you know, really up and down the lineup. Dixon was on all four times, two singles. He was hit by a pitch twice. Jake Cronenworth was on three times, hit by a pitch, walked, singled. Obviously, the home runs from Soto and Tatis. And there were other aspects to this game offensively that I thought were really good for the Padres. And we'll continue to break it down as we roll along here on our postgame show. Again, phone number to call, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. As always, you can tweet at us at 97.3thefansd or on my Twitter, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram messages, the DMs open as well. Tweet at me there. Well, not tweet at me. Message me there, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. I do have a couple of Instagram messages I want to get to. We've got our Turo Messaging in saying, finally, a Padres win that had it all. Favorite game of the season, Arturo. I totally understand it. This is the kind of win, the way they want it, that you draw up if you're a Padres fan, where the superstars offensively lead the way, and then the starting pitching is great, the bullpen is great, some other contributions from other parts of the lineup. But again, and we've said it so many times, this team's success is predicated on the superstars at the top of the lineup leading the way. 
and hitting balls out of the park and hitting balls hard. And that's what they got here today. So, Arturo, I totally understand what you're saying. Uh, we've got uh, the SD uh, Nandolorian. <laughs> I like that uh, name. I think that's a Star Wars uh, a reference there. I'm not a big Star Wars guy. In fact, uh, our great studio coordinator, Nick Danucci and I, we had a, a Star Wars moment here in the studio today. I'm not a big Star Wars guy, but I think that's what that uh, – Uh, that handles referring to anyway the message is this felt like an alternate reality uh 2022 world series uh you know hypothetically if the Padres and the Yankees got there last season and it was a great game all around practically everyone did their piece in the win to the game and those who didn't got picked up by their teammates this was a great stepping stone to prove that the Padres mean business two out of three against the Nationals sure Two out of three against the Yankees. Now that's an eye-opener. Well, they've got some more work to do at Yankee Stadium this weekend to win this series, but certainly a step in the right direction with this victory here today. We'll continue on our post-game show, give out some of our nightly awards. We also may have some audio coming up from the clubhouse from players as well, so stay tuned for that. We'll certainly uh, take your phone calls coming up, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973, as we continue to break this one down after the Padres get a very nice 5-1 win against the Yankees in the Bronx. Our post-game show continues when we come back on the Padres' Radio Network. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, the Padres 5 and the Yankees 1 as the Padres win this series opener in the Bronx. Again, the final totals for the Padres here in this one. Five runs on nine hits, no errors. They left on 10. And for the Yankees, they score one run on seven hits, no errors. They left on six. Joe Musgrove picks up the win. He improves the 2-2. and And the rookie right-hander, Randy Vasquez, who made his MLB debut uh, for the New York Yankees here tonight, takes his first major league loss and his major league debut. Really a lot to break down in this game, and we'll continue to do it here in our postgame show. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. Great to have you with us on this Friday evening. We will take some of your phone calls here coming up in a little bit. 833-288-0973. Phone number again, 833-288-0973. The phone number to call. We have our nightly awards to give out. Ace pitcher of the game relief pitcher of the game, player of the game, out-of-town scoreboard, all that good stuff to come. And uh, we'll continue to break this one down as the Padres have now won four out of their last five. A couple of aspects of this game I want to break down. Obviously, it's easy to talk about the home runs for Soto and Tatis, how key they were in this game. And no doubt about it, Padres need more of that in the days to come. The 
uh, big-time guys at the top of this lineup delivering and doing what Soto and Tatis did in the fifth inning and the sixth inning. But some other aspects of this game. The two-out rallies. When the Padres scored in this game, it all came on two-out rallies. In the fifth inning, two outs, nobody on. Jake Cronenworth is hit by a pitch. Juan Soto, next batter, two-run home run. Sixth inning, two outs, nobody on. We talked about Austin Nola's really good plate appearance, drawing a two-out walk in that inning, especially after Brandon Dixon got picked off first base. Next batter, Fernando Tatis Jr., two-run home run. Ninth inning, two outs, nobody on. Juan Soto doubles. Sander Bogarts gets lucky, infield single, runners on first and third. Rugnet Odor, RBI single. So every rally the Padres had here today began with two men away in the inning, which was uh, great to see. You know, two-out offense and not giving up on innings and, quite frankly, doing something the Padres have not done a whole lot this season to this point, and that's applying pressure throughout the game. And that's what the Padres did. A little bit quiet in the first four innings, but applied pressure in the fifth and the sixth and uh, certainly in the ninth inning as well. I think Stephen Wilson deserves a lot of credit for his performance in this game here today. Certainly Joe Musgrove will take the headlines with uh, the six innings and a third, one earned run given up, six, uh, six hits, walk nobody, struck out six. But Wilson comes in in the seventh inning in a tough situation. At that time, the Padres have a 4-1 to one lead, tying run at the plate, and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa strikes him out for out number two and gets a pop out from pinch hitter Jake Bowers to end the inning and strand the tying run at the plate. And then in the eighth inning, he had to face the very top of the Yankees lineup. Glaber Torres pops out, Aaron Judge strikes out, single to Anthony Rizzo, but gets a fielder's choice off the bat of DJ LeMahieu. No big deal. All in all for Steven Wilson, inning and two-thirds scoreless out of the bullpen. And then Josh Hader doing Josh Hader things in the ninth inning, striking out the side. So really, whether it was Musgrove, who was by far and away, it was the finest outing we've seen Joe Musgrove have this year. He was so sharp early. 11 up, 11 down, and quite frankly, I mean, he had no-hitter-type stuff in this game here today. And if Juan Soto hangs on to that ball in the fourth inning that Anthony Rizzo hits and it was in the webbing of Soto's glove and popped out, well, Joe's threw four no-hit innings, four perfect innings. The next inning's a 1-2-3 inning. Who knows how this outing goes? Hey, is what it is. But for Joe Musgrove, this was by far and away his best start of the year. And I think... A tremendous sign for Joe and the Padres moving forward. The Padres need this version of Joe Musgrove, and hopefully it's uh, you know a sign of things to come. We talked about in the pregame. I talked about it with Coach John Quintero earlier today when I was on his show, and it's no secret it's been a weird start to the season for Joe with the kettlebell incident and then the hiccup during the rehab process and you know trying to make that play with Triple A El Paso, banging up his shoulder and. Uh, Some mixed results, the Mexico City outing, which was unusual, obviously, at the elevation. But hopefully tonight was really Joe Musgrove getting back on track. And we know when Joe's going right, he's great. He's a a terrific starting pitcher. That's why he's here. That's why the Padres wanted him here long term. And I'll tell you this about Joe Musgrove, too. And this is something I love about Joe. He shines under the brightest lights. Remember what he did in New York? In Queens last October, well, some pretty bright lights here tonight in the Bronx on a Friday night. Padres needing wins right now. 
and Joe was terrific. So again, when the lights shine brightest, Joe Musgrove typically shines, and that's what he did again here in this ball game tonight. We'll hear from Fernando Tatis Jr. from inside the clubhouse in just a moment, so stay tuned for that. First, let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Our ace pitcher of the game here tonight, no doubt, Mr. Joe Musgrove. Six innings and a third, one earned run given up, six hits, he walked nobody, struck out six, 88 pitches, and again, by far and away, the finest outing of Joe Musgrove's season to this point. So Joe Musgrove, no doubt here tonight, our ace pitcher of the game. Like we said, a big day for Fernando Tatis Jr., two-run home run in the sixth inning, and there was absolutely nothing cheap about it. Exit velocity on the home run, 113.4 miles per hour. It went 439 feet into the second deck at Yankee Stadium. And actually, the two home runs hit tonight by Soto and Tatis, those were the two hardest-hit home runs of the season for the Padres. Soto at 114, Fernando at 113, and a big moment for Fernando Tatis Jr., especially when you consider, and this is no surprise, but especially when you consider that the fans were all over him in right field in the early part of the game. In fact, you could hear it on a radio broadcast uh, from the outfield and the fans, you know, chanting at him. And again, it's no secret to Fernando that he's going to experience these things throughout different points of the season. And especially in New York, at Yankee Stadium, you're going to hear it. I mean, that's uh, that's just what happens. And you know what, Fernando, he just has that way about him, right, of rising to the occasion, of rising to the moment, of responding when he needs to, and he hits the two-run home run to give the Padres a 4 nothing lead. He absolutely crushed it, and uh, then he goes back out to right field, and he looked at the crowd out there, and he said, why aren't you talking now? So, uh, Fernando, hey. He has a flair for the dramatic and uh, certainly showed that off uh, in New York here tonight. Let's go back to Yankee Stadium. Here's some post-game reaction right now from Fernando Tatis Jr. You know, have interaction with your friends out there in right field. But how fun was tonight? Uh, I'll go ahead in the home run. Uh, you know, but, you know, just ha- glad it happened. I mean, we've been working on this and, uh, you know, Shout out to, to our pitchers to give us the game, I mean, to stay in the game the entire way and uh, just give it a chance to do that. What, what's been happening with you at the plate? I mean, just you haven't been quite yourself for a few games. I mean, I'm hitting the ball hard. I'm hitting the ball hard. I'm hitting, still hitting the ball to a part of the field, so I'm, I'm getting some bastard pitches, and uh, at the end of the day, this is baseball. You know, you got to keep going, you got to keep grinding, and it's about making the daily adjustment. You had to hit the ball hard and, and putting yourself in good spots, but how good did it feel to see that one get out in that spot. Amazing. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm trying to get one like that since I started playing. But uh, you know, like I'm, I keep mentioning, uh, I'm being hitting the ball hard. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, that's one of the main keys for me. What was it like out there in right field tonight? Loud as it's New York. Uh, you're gonna hear everything, but you know, just giving a good time to the fans. Um, you just gotta learn how to embrace it and how to just give them some good feedbacks. What was your best comeback line to them? Uh, that home run. <laughs> <laughs> no, verbally, did you have any snappy lines? No, I mean, no, no, you know, they're screaming out there. I'm, I'm just trying to go with them and, you know, trying to, trying, trying to give them a good time. 
How big is it for the team for both you and Juan to come through the way that you did tonight? It's amazing. I mean, we have been on the, bo the borderline this, this last series, and, uh, you know, starting a series like this with a W, I feel like it's, it's really huge for us. Did you have to, I guess, come to that realization that you're just going to have to embrace it, or did you kind of realize that in the offseason? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I grew up in this game, and I'm, I've seen everything. You know, I, I know how fans are going to react. I know how, you know, how I just how to in, interact with them. You know, and you know, whatever is out there, you just got uh, you got to totally embrace it as part of the game. And you know, fans are one of the biggest thing uh, about this game. Who had the better bat flip, you or Juan? Oh, if I go myself, you know, if Juan hit the floor, I just toss it to the air, so I go myself. <laughs> what do you, what do you guys do with the polaroids from the home runs? Uh, I think we have a wall over there in San Diego. We just put them right next to each other. You ever look at it again after the game? Yeah, or? of course. Beautiful memories. You're trying to, to remember that swing. If you have a Polaroid, something could happen. So try to make that Polaroid. That was Fernando Tatis Jr. from inside the Padres clubhouse after this ball game here tonight. There was a lot of good stuff in there from Fernando. And he was asked what his best comeback line was to the fans that were chanting at him tonight in Yankee Stadium. Fernando responding, that home run. Isn't that right? <laughs> A great response from Fernando. And the thing I love about Fernando, and this has really been true the whole year, even going back to when he was dancing at the fans in Chicago and right field at Wrigley, he has embraced this and has understood that this is part of the deal now for him. And by, by the way, uh, it may not just be this year. It may be throughout the next few years in his career. But he understands, and you heard him talk about it there. He's been around this game his whole life, and he understands this is now part of the deal uh, with what happened last year. And to his credit, he's really rolled with it. And I think he's kind of played the perfect role in all this. He's not angry. He's not, you know, uh, shouting back. He's, A, having some fun with it, which is, I think, natural for Fernando, and B, responding with his play on the field and the home run tonight, that was the response. So that was some really good stuff from Fernando Tatis Jr. inside the Padres clubhouse. And we will hear more from Joe Musgrove coming up as well. So stay tuned for that. We'll have some post-game reaction from Joe Musgrove coming up here in just a little bit. While we have a moment, let's take a look at some of the players that went deep today around the major leagues with our home run tally. Which players went deep tonight? This is our MLB Home Run Tally, presented by Mr. Moto Pizza, bringing back the old New York pizzeria experience with fresh, funky, thin crest gourmet pies and the original stuffed knots. With eight locations in San Diego, find your favorite at MrMotoPizza.com. We take a look at the home runs hit tonight around the major leagues. We do have a number of games still going on right now, but a look at some of the players who have already gone deep. For Atlanta, Michael Harris, the second, his second home run. For the Orioles, Adley Rutschman hit his eighth home run. For the White Sox, Andrew Vaughn, his sixth. For Colorado, Ryan McMahon, his fifth home run of the year. For the San Francisco Giants, Mitch Hanniger hit his third home run. For Tampa Bay, Yandy Diaz is 12th, and Jose Siri hit his ninth. For the Rangers, Robbie Grossman is sixth home run. Corey Seager is fourth. Leody Tavares is second. For Toronto, Kevin Kiermeyer is fourth home run. Bo Bichette is 10th home run. And for Washington, Corey Dickerson hit his second home run of the year. And that's a look at some of the players that went deep today around the major leagues. 
When we come back, we'll hear some post-game reaction from Joe Musgrove from inside the Padres clubhouse after Joe's very, very good performance at Yankee Stadium here tonight. We'll also start taking some of your phone calls. Phone number is always 833-288-0973. Phone number again to call 833-288-0973. If you want to get involved, I am taking your tweets and your messages. Tweet at us at 973thefansd or on my Twitter, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L. L-E-V. Instagram messages open. We've already read a couple of those already here in the post game show. DM me on Instagram at Sammy Lev, S A M M Y L E V. Would love to hear from you after the Padres get a very, very good 5 1 win over the Yankees tonight at Yankee Stadium. We keep it rolling with our post game show when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios as the Padres win it 5-1 to one over the New York Yankees on this Friday evening. Great to have you with us as we recap this one. A good win for the Padres, who have now won four of five. We'll hear from Joe Musgrove in just a moment here on our Padres Radio Network post-game show. First, let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. We mentioned him earlier, and we talked about the performance of Steven Wilson. To me, he's got to be our relief pitcher of the game here tonight. We have two options, right, between Wilson and Hader. Hader struck out the side, not a save opportunity, so Hader continues his great work. But again, Steven Wilson, you give it to him, I think, for two reasons. Number one, comes in in the seventh inning, tying run at the plate, strikes out Kiner Falefa, gets a pop out from Bowers, the pinch hitter, inning over, The tying run stranded at the plate in that seventh inning with the Padres leading 4-1. Still a 4-1 lead in the eighth inning and has to get through the very top of the Yankees lineup. Torres and Judge and Rizzo and LeMahieu and got out of it beautifully. Allowed a two-out single to Rizzo. No big deal. Great outing for Steven Wilson, who, when you look at his numbers, aside from that one outing in Mexico City and again, it's, it's tough for some of these pitchers and these relievers because, obviously, it was just a, a very different kind of game in Mexico City at the elevation. We saw the results. But other than that, I mean, Stephen Wilson has been terrific this year out of the Padres' bullpen, and he was terrific in the series opener at Yankee Stadium here tonight. And by the way, he struck out Aaron Judge. He made him look silly. I mean, it was, it was a dominant battle. Steven Wilson against Aaron Judge. He did a great job. And the Padres struck out Aaron Judge three times in this game. He was one for four. Did have a double in the sixth inning, contributing to that only run that the Yankees scored in the sixth. But aside from that, they did a great job limiting Aaron Judge in this game. For the most part, holding Anthony Rizzo in check. A couple of singles. Anyway, Steven Wilson, a relief pitcher of the game. That was one of our keys to the game, though, if you remember, because the the Yankees, they do hit home runs. They play in a very home run friendly ballpark in the Bronx. And one thing uh, we read in the pregame show 
was the Yankees had hit 44 home runs in 23 games during May, the most in the majors this month. They also came in ranking fourth in runs scored per game during this month, and the Padres held the Yankees to one run on seven hits in this game. So whether you want to look at Joe Musgrove or Steven Wilson or Josh Hader or what they did against the top of the Yankees lineup, they did a really good job on the pitching side of things and obviously got plenty of offense on the home runs from Soto and Tatis and the RBI single in the ninth inning by Rugned Odor as well. So again, all in all, this is what you want to see. This is the kind of win, not just getting a win, but the way they did it, this is what you dream of if you're a Padres fan. This is what you thought you were getting. Didn't really happen much through 50 games, but here in game 51, this was exactly what you've been waiting for. It really was, and the Padres do it on a big stage at Yankee Stadium on this Friday night. Again, Joe Musgrove, a huge part of this win. Six innings in a third, one earned run allowed, six hits, walked nobody, struck out six on 88 pitches. Joe caught up with the media inside the Padres clubhouse right after tonight's game. Yeah, this is a hostile environment. I feel like this place always brings out the best in me. Um, I put a lot of work in, man. I've been working over the last few weeks to try to find a consistent feel and trying to walk that fine line of you know, not giving up on yourself and feeling like you're completely lost and still trying to buy into some of the things that are working. But um, I put a lot of work in this week with Ruben, uh, Fritz, um, you know, working on mechanical stuff and, and adjustments. And today he kind of went out there and just trusted that it was going to be there and, and hoped it would show up, and I feel like it did for the most part. So I'll go back and watch some of the film and see, you know, exactly what physically I was doing. But I uh, felt really good, and I attacked the zone. I think the, the game plan with them was, um, you know, attack the zone, make them, make them swing the bat. I feel like this team feasts on, you know, walks and homers, getting guys on base, creating pressure, and then plenty of guys in the lineup that can hit the long ball. So... Um, try to attack them, stay aggressive in the zone, and control the counts. Given the way your season has started, it's been kind of stop-start. You had a couple things going on. Mm-hmm. What what did this one feel like? Not just the fact that you pitched the way you pitched, but the fact that... Yeah, the big, uh, I mean, it's hit. probably my first time getting into the seventh. Um, just feels good to be, you know, not concerning myself with injuries or issues, you know, between starts and putting my full focus on the mechanical delivery, execution, game planning things, as opposed to spending the majority of my time in the training room trying to get things, you know, ironed out and get them good enough to go out and actually throw. So um, it feels good to be, you know, kind of entering my stride, I feel, and especially, you know, with how I feel physically now with the delivery, um, you know, hopefully start building some momentum. What, what, what's it like being in the dugout and one inning, one guy hits it in the second deck, the next yeah. inning, the other guy hits it in the second deck? Yeah, and the I mean, offense has been, uh, has been really, really good lately. You know, whether it's one big swing or stringing a couple together, I feel like we're starting to find our groove a little bit. Um, but, yeah, three, I think, scoreless through three innings or so there. I can't remember what inning the homer was hit, but um, that's a huge relief, you know. I felt like I was attacking the zone really well, but, you know, in the close games, you're trying to be real fine with stuff. Once you get that little bit of a lead, it gives you, you know, even more, you know, confidence to go out there and just attack the zone. How did you feel in the seventh? Because Bob said, you know, if it's last year or maybe later in the year, if you're built up more, yeah. he probably leaves you in because he trusts yeah. you. Yeah, we talked about it before. Um, some of those long layoffs between innings, the pitching changes, um, they were catching up to me a little bit going out for the seventh. So we talked about it after the sixth about, you know, maybe calling it a day there. But I felt like with the part of the lineup that was coming up, I felt like I had controlled them really well all game. So um, I wanted the opportunity. I told them if we had a long inning and there's a pitching change or something, I'd, you know, I'd probably not go back out. But if we get a quick inning, I'd love to, you know, get that last chance at finishing off the seventh. So. I made good pitches in that last inning, some weak contact, the dribbler up the line, um, kind of cut my night a little bit short. But 
um, I felt like I was still strong at that point in the game and executing pitches. I know the answer to this question, but will there ever come a time where you say, you know what, maybe I won't throw myself on the ground to try to... Or... <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I didn't think I realistically had a chance at that ball. I was kind of giving myself every opportunity and just committing to it until I felt like it was out of reach. I didn't see Ruby out of my peripherals until the last minute, so I kind of tried to bail out of there last minute and get out of the way, but um, I don't know that either, but either of us would have had a play. But yeah, just instinctual, man. You go after it. That was uh, Joe Musgrove from inside the Padres clubhouse at Yankee Stadium as the Padres win this game by a final score of 5-1 to one over the New York Yankees. Great stuff from Joe Musgrove there. Great stuff from Fernando Tatis Jr. earlier. So glad we're able to get this post-game audio to you this year. I mean, we're just getting terrific stuff every night from inside the Padres clubhouse. And I'll be honest with you, and, and before we get into what Joe talked about there, not to toot our own horns here, uh, here on the Padres Radio Network, but if you're listening for the first time, this is the only place where you hear post-game reaction like that from inside the Padres clubhouse. I'm not kidding. Here tonight, and for the most part, this is the only place where you hear that kind of post-game reaction from inside the Padres clubhouse from players. So if this is your first time tuning into us here on the post-game show, please do it again, because again, I'm telling you, we have some great stuff every night here. We really, really do. We recap it. We have the radio highlights. We have your phone calls. I'm just, and, and I know this is a little bit of a tangent here, but I'm just, I'm proud of what we're doing here uh, on the post game show. We have a lot of really good stuff and good examples here tonight with the uh, audio from Fernando and Joe. Before we get into some of what Joe said, we continue to wrap this one up from inside our studios here in San Diego. Let's pause for station ID on the Padres radio network. KWFNFM and KWFNHD1 San Diego. This is Trent Grisham from the San Diego Padres. Padres play here on 97.3 The Fan. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage from inside our San Diego studios here on the Padres radio network. Padres win it by a final score of 5-1. to one. I just want to go back to some of what Joe Musgrove talked about there. And he talked about, you know, getting into a rhythm now and dealing with, and, and this is stuff we've talked about really for a few weeks now. And if you've uh, listened to to a pregame show, um, well, if you listened to a pregame show a couple of weeks ago, I can't remember what day it was. I had a, a really good one-on-one chat on a pregame show with Joe Musgrove where we talked about his season so far and the start and stop nature of it, having the kettlebell incident and then having the setback during the rehab process, the start in Mexico City. The point being, it's been anything but a normal spring training, and first couple of months of the year for Joe Musgrove. So I think what you saw tonight is Joe Musgrove starting to really get it going and get into a rhythm and get back on track. And tonight was by far and away his finest outing of the season. Six innings and a third, one earned run given up. And if Joe is getting on track and starting to get back to what we saw for the most part in 2022, that's a great thing for the San Diego Padres, and you can hear it uh, with Joe just talking about it after the game um, that that he feels that way, like he's getting back into a rhythm. And again, what I love about Joe, beyond the stuff, beyond the personality, beyond what he means to this city and how he's embraced his hometown and all of it, all the great things about Joe Musgrove, one of the things I love about Joe is he has shown, and he showed it in New York Last year in the wildcard series, he showed it again here tonight. And I said it earlier, when the lights are shining brightest, Joe Musgrove delivers. 
and he embraces it and he embraces a hostile environment and he did it again here tonight with the fans chanting at Fernando and right field the you know what did his part six innings and a third and I thought just had terrific stuff in this ball game here tonight we will uh, read off some of your messages here in a moment. We will get to your phone calls as well. 833-288-0973. The phone number to call. First, let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. About 5% of the crowd on their feet for a 3-2 pitch with two outs. Jake runs. The pitch to Soto. Hit in the air. Deep to right field. Forget it. A no-doubter into the second deck for Juan Soto. Another home run at Yankee Stadium for Soto. It's a two-run shot, and the Padres take a 2-0 lead. Juan Soto will be our player of the game here tonight. Certainly Joe Musgrove, a worthy candidate as well, although we already gave Joe our ace pitcher of the game. So for player of the game, we'll go with Juan Soto. The two-run home run to get the scoring started in the fifth inning. Also had a double in this game and scored a run in the ninth inning. So all in all, a couple of hits, two extra base hits, the home run, couple of runs scored. Juan Soto will be our player of the game. And he got some help from Fernando Tatis Jr., who had the two-run home run in the sixth inning as well. We'll take a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard to wrap things up. Coming up in just a couple of minutes. So if you want to get up to date on everything uh, the Padres are, uh, or I should say, that's going on around Major League Baseball here tonight. We'll have that for you in just a moment. Uh, first, uh, let's go to the phones, and we'll read off some of your Instagram messages and tweets coming up in a second as well. Phone number to call if you want to squeeze a phone call in, 833-288-0973 is always the number to call. Let's go to Mario, who's calling in from National City. Hi, Mario. Welcome to our Padres postgame show with Sam Levitt. How are you? All right, Mario, you, you there? All right, no Mario. All right, call back Mario if you're listening. Mario is uh, on hold there for a while. So Mario, uh, I apologize. Uh, hopefully you'll call back soon. Maybe another day. Uh, we've got, uh, <laughs> well, we've just got a compliment right now on Twitter. We've got uh, H. Iglesias saying, Sammy, listening in tonight on the post game. You bring it every night, my friend. Keep of all, all of us uh, crazy Padres fans company. Well, uh, thank you very much. Uh, you're not crazy out there. You're passionate, but uh, I, I appreciate everybody tuning in. And uh, great to talk to you every night, that's for sure. I do want to read some Instagram messages here that I got because I did get quite a few. Uh, we've got Mike on Instagram saying, great game and, and great commentary by you, Jesse and Tony. Thank you, Mike. Uh, Mike saying, let's start a, a real memorable Memorial Day weekend and, uh, Mike, uh, good thoughts there. No doubt about that. Uh, you're right. Uh, it was a very good way to start this uh, weekend for the Padres, no doubt. There was another message I had here. Now I'm trying to find it. I'm looking at my phone. Here it is. We've got it from Arturo. Uh, Arturo saying, hi, Sammy. Four out of five is a good start to climb up and get in the race. Almost a picture-perfect game today. Uh, keep up the great work you do. Thank you, Arturo. And uh, Arturo, the Uber driver. Uh, it's signed there. So uh, <laughs> thank you, Arturo, for uh, tuning in and uh, for uh, messaging in as well. Very much appreciate that. And you're, you're right. I thought you put it beautifully. Uh, it was almost a picture-perfect game today. Again, 
with the Stars leading the way offensively, with great starting pitching with what Joe did, with contributions really up and down the lineup. I mean, you can look at Brandon Dixon being on four times, hit by a pitch twice, a couple of singles, Austin Nola, really what was a key walk, a really good plate appearance in this game that set up the Fernando Tatis Jr. home run. Xander Bogarts was on three times, a walk and a couple of base hits. Juan Soto, the home run, the double later in the game. Cronenworth was on three times, walked, hit by a pitch, singled, and obviously Fernando, the home run. And the bullpen between Wilson and Hayter was great. So um, I I agree, Arturo. It was sort of a a picture-perfect game or pretty close to it. Um, when you consider the way the Padres won this game and for as important as the win was yesterday, I mean, this one, I think you could argue, feels even better. Again, just the way they won it. I mean, when you talk about, for as good as Rugnet Odor has been, not taking away anything from what Odor has done, but when you think about the long-term success of this team and how this team ultimately gets to where they want to go and where everybody thought they would go this season. It's no secret. It's about the big stars performing like big stars and shining under the brightest of lights. And that's what the Padres did today. Whether it was Joe, whether it was Fernando, whether it was Juan, they did the job today. And that is something that has not happened for the most part this season. But here tonight it did. And we'll see what the rest of the weekend holds. If the Padres can take two of three in New York, that's great. Go win a series, have an off day. Go to Miami, try to finish the road trip on a high note. But you're right, here tonight, it was a really feel-good game because of the way it was won. And having Juan do what he did and Fernando do what he did and, and getting contributions all over the place. It is the kind of win the Padres have not had many of to this point in the season, but Padres have now won four of five. And by the way, just because I pulled it up earlier uh, during a commercial, Just so you know, Juan Soto's last 25 games, here are the numbers now. 356 average, 87 at-bats, a 504 on base percentage. He's got a 504 on base percentage in the last 25 games. OPS of 1194, slugging percentage of 690. He has 11 doubles, 6 home runs, and a grand total of 15 RBIs. I mean, he's been great. And there was a little stretch in there, you know, the early part of this week into last week where he didn't hit the ball well for about five, six, seven games. He's been really, really good. And he's hitting the ball out of the ballpark. His team leading 10th home run here today had a double. It's been great. And like Tony and Jesse were were talking about during the broadcast, I don't know that we've even seen the best version of Juan Soto yet. You know, seeing that version that goes the other way a ton, even without that quote-unquote best version, what he's done here over the last month, I mean, it's been really impressive. So it makes you wonder and really get excited about what he could be by the middle of this summer and what he'll continue to be throughout this season. But the turnaround for Juan Soto, it's been a major story for this team, and it's been just wonderful to see as the Padres win it 5-1 to over the New York Yankees. Let's take a look at the full out-of-town scoreboard, tell you uh, about what's been going on around the major leagues. 
Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. We take a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard, tell you what's been going on around the major leagues today. Give me a moment as I pull up my scoreboard sheet, and now I'm ready to go. All right, here we go. We've got a lot of games going on right now. Nationals leading the Royals in a wild one in Kansas City. Nationals ahead 12-10 in the eighth inning. Mets leading the Rockies in Colorado. Ninth inning there, 5-2 New York leading in that one. Marlins beating the Angels 2-1 in Anaheim. Sixth inning there. Red Sox beating the Diamondbacks 5-1 in Arizona. Fifth inning in Arizona. Astros ahead of the A's 5-0 in Oakland in the sixth inning. Pirates and the Mariners tied at two in Seattle in the fourth inning. Reds beating the Cubs 9-0 in Chicago earlier today. The White Sox beating the Tigers 12-3 in Detroit. Andrew Vaughn had a home run in that game for Chicago. Rays beat the Dodgers 9-3 in Tampa Bay. Yandy Diaz and Jose Siri had home runs for Tampa Bay in that one. Rangers beat up on the Orioles 12-2 in Baltimore. Corey Seager had a grand slam in that game. And the Rangers are now 32-18. Very, very impressive start for Texas. Guardians beat the Cardinals 4-3 in Cleveland. The Phillies beat the Braves 6-4 in Atlanta. Brandon Marsh had a two-run single in that game. The Giants beat up on the Brewers 15-1 in Milwaukee. The Blue Jays beat the Twins 3-1 in Minnesota, Kermeyer and Bichette, Kevin Kermeyer and Bo Bichette, both had home runs in that game for Toronto. And that's look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Friday night around the major leagues as we begin this Memorial Day weekend. And by the way, just so you know, and we keep track of it with the Padres winning, the Dodgers losing, Padres now six and a half games behind L.A. for first place in the National League West. Let's uh, squeeze in another phone call before we go. Let's go to Tim, who's calling in from Carlsbad. Hi, Tim. Tim, are you there? Hello? Hi, Tim. I have you. What's up? Oh, hi. How's it going? Um, I just had a question. You know, Odor's had a lot of production um, with his opportunity since Manny's been out. And I just wanted to get your take, Sammy, with Manny coming back in the lineup. Uh, you know, do you see Odor finding ways to stay in the lineup? Mm. Uh, maybe with Kim coming out of the lineup or um, putting him at DH and Cronenberg getting more time at second. Um, it just seems like Odor's, Odor's been a spark. And I'm not really sure, you know, with this opportunity, um, if he'll be able to find more ways to get in the lineup as Machado comes back. Tim, it's a great question, and appreciate the call. Thanks so much. It's a great question, and I do think if Rugnet Odor keeps on doing what he's doing, that he will continue to find ways in the lineup, whether that is when Manny comes back um, playing some second base. You know, I'm not saying that Kim's not going to play anymore, but if Rugnet continues to do what he does or what he's been doing over the course, and it's been a small sample size, let's be honest, over the course of the last five games or so, but if he continues to contribute in this way and really be a spark for this team, I think Rugnet's going to continue to play, whether that's playing a little second base instead of Hassan Kim, whether that's being in the DH spot, let's be honest, as of late, excuse me, as of late, Matt Carpenter, Nelson Cruz, 
They have not produced much in that DH spot. Do I think it's crazy that Rugnet Odor could be your DH if he continues to hit? I don't. And, you know, he, he can play a little third base if you need him to on a day you want Manny to, you know, be a DH. I mean, there are ways to get Rugnet in the lineup with more regularity. Now, we know over the next couple of days at least, uh, he'll play third base, right? Uh, or or it might be Kim at third base, Odor at second, one way or the other, with Manny probably not playing this weekend in New York. So, Tim, to answer your question very directly, I think right now with the way this season has gone, the way this offense has gone through 50, 51 games now, if Rugnet Odor continues to contribute, you got to ride that hot hand. You got to. I think Bob Melvin has to do that. So, and I, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if he does. So, you know, we'll see how long it goes on for, and how long Rugnet can keep it up. And certainly, you hope it's for a while here. But he has earned some playing time here, that's for sure. And I don't think it's a crazy thought once Manny comes back that Rugnet finds his ways. Uh, you know, finds different ways into the lineup, whether that's playing a little bit of second base, whether that's being a DH. Um, I think if he continues to hit, he's going to continue to get opportunities. I think that's where this Padres team is at right now. Still after today's win, and not trying to pour cold water on it, but still three games below 500 and still searching for offense. And when you have a guy that's contributing and having big moments and doing everything that Rugnet has done, uh, would not shock me at all. So, Tim, appreciate the call. That was a good call because I, I do think Rugnet, as long as he keeps on doing what he's doing, will find ways into the lineup. And to his credit, look, I think a few weeks ago he was not producing, he wasn't playing a ton, and I think a lot of us were kind of wondering, you know, if Rugnet's time on this team might come to an end at some point because he's not playing that much. When he's in there, he's not producing, but a lot of credit to Rugnet Odor. He has been a huge contributor in the last week. And he's, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, he was the sole reason the Padres won that game yesterday. Without that home run, they don't win the game, and instead they have their most crushing loss of the season. And he had contributions the days before that. So credit to him. He's been a real spark for this team. And I think, uh, you know, he'll continue to get opportunities as long as he continues to hit and to contribute. All right, taking a look ahead to tomorrow, game two of this three-game series. We are on early tomorrow, a 10.05 a.m. first pitch. It's 1.05 in New York, 10.05 a.m. here in San Diego. Our pregame coverage will begin at 9.05. So, again, wake up early with us. 9.05 a.m., EcoWater SoCal Padres pregame show. First pitch at 10.05 a.m. Starting pitching matchup tomorrow, Michael Waka on the mound for the Padres and Luis Severino on the mound for the New York Yankees. So a couple of veteran right-handers going at it. Waka against Severino. Taking a look at the final totals in this series opener tonight at Yankee Stadium. For the Padres, five runs, nine hits, no errors. They left on ten. For the Yankees, one run, seven hits, no errors. They left on six. Winning pitcher was Joe Musgrove, who was great. Six innings and a third, one earned run given up. He improves to two and two. And the losing pitcher was Randy Vasquez, who drops to 0-1 in his major league debut. Time of game, two hours and 46 minutes. And the attendance at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx, 46,724.
That'll do it for our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Again, first pitch tomorrow at 10.05 a.m. Our Eco Water SoCal Padres pregame show begins at 9.05. Until then, for our great studio coordinator, Nick DiNucci, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score, the San Diego Padres 5 and the New York Yankees 1. We'll talk to you bright and early tomorrow morning on the Padres Radio Network.